Hello everyone, welcome to the Arsholics podcast on a Wednesday evening. Uh, it's the North London Derby preview. I've got Mize. How's it going, mate? Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm good. Uh, looking forward to Saturday, but yeah, I'm doing all right. How are you? Not bad, mate. Not bad. We just, uh, as as, as Mize knows, we had a, a bit of last minute hiccup. We had expected a special guest on the show, a Tottenham fan. Um, you know, which we reluctantly decided to accept onto the show, you know, um, it's like, uh, it felt dirty in some ways, you know, having an Arsenal pod and having a Tottenham fan on, but we accepted that. And, and, you know, we, we, we made the sacrifice and, and he got too drunk and he didn't turn up. That's a true story. He's literally just turned up because he's too battered. Um, so, uh, very, very disappointing. So sorry to anyone who actually was joining because they wanted to get the, uh, hear, hear the opinions of a, um. Of a, of a Tottenham fan and John in the comments asking is it Saturday yet well I think that guy thinks it, it is Saturday and he's and he's started early um but anyway enough said about him um we're gonna crack on anyway Myers and I um you know I think we're, we're too excited for this game not to talk about it um it's man like international break is rubbish anyway uh, it's just a complete waste of time. They tried to make it more interesting with the Nations League, and and I don't know. It's, it, in my opinion, it it it, it isn't. Have you been dying for the international break to be over as well? Or is it just me? Uh, it's not been as bad. I think I've got on with a few other things outside of football, which has been good. Um, I guess that what's going on with England's been quite interesting. Not not that I like you know I'm, I'm an England fan. I like watching England. I like England doing well, but um, you know just the 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 fact that it's a world cup coming up and uh, the last couple of games have quite a big significance in terms of, you know, who's playing, who's not playing, who's going to get picked, all of that. So that's quite interesting, but yeah, like, like you, like you tweeted earlier, Raj proper football's back in a couple of days. And um, I, I am glad that the international break is almost over. Yeah. And it's always a precarious situation, isn't it? With the international break. Cause you're just um, hoping and praying none of your players get injured and you, you do that anyway. But you do that, especially if you've got North London Derby coming up on the on the weekend, don't you? And we went into this, this international break um, with with a few question marks over the fitness on some of our players, and it was a bit concerning to see some of them go to um, you know, go at all. And it's just been a very hairy uh, a c- a couple of weeks as a result because it feels like all the players that we had question marks over their fitness, you know, basically didn't do too well fitness wise over the, over the break, isn't it? So I mean, let's talk specifically the players in question really that had fitness concerns anyway, going into the international break were Tommy Asu, Tierney and Partey really. Those were the, the main three, I think. What, what's your feelings on the three of them? Cause they're all kind of interesting scenarios, aren't they? They all kind of, there's still, even though, even though they were, I think all in some ways, you know, they, the international break was a bit shorter for them than, than planned. It's still not completely out of the question that they could start on the weekend. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Like, so you're probably going to have to kind of update me um, or correct me. But so Thomas Partey, did he play one game? And then I don't think he on, played at all. He didn't play at all. Was it the all. first no, game? He pulled he up. Yeah, exactly. He pulled okay. up in, uh, and, and that was interesting. The way it was worded and everything was that it, it, it was. It, you know, sometimes players in training, uh, sorry, players when they're warming up for the game, you see someone kind of clearly rolls roll an ankle or, or or feel something really uncomfortable, and then all of a sudden it's like a it's a, it's a various a very obvious thing that just happened in the warm up. From everything I've read about it, it wasn't really like that. He was basically just warming up, and then he went and told the coaches, "I don't I don't quite feel right. I don't want right. to start," and yeah. and that was it. And then and then he um 
and he didn't play any part in the two games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I'm I'm kind of hopeful that I mean, look, the last thing we need is another Thomas Partey injury, right? After the last couple of seasons. Um and we've missed him so- sorely and especially with Noel Nenny. Like I was thinking about this, you know, just looking forward to the Spurs game and specifically with Partey. The two kind of key players that I'm very anxious about is Thomas Partey and Erdegaard. Mm. Thomas Partey, because I think that that kind of that battle in midfield on Saturday could potentially just be a, a bit of a war, really, when you think about like the players that they've got, you know, especially Hoiberg. I think we're gonna need Thomas Partey. Um, we're short in that area anyway. And I would be reluctant to have to bring I'm not saying he would do this, I'm not saying Arteta would do this, but with no Thomas Partey against a pretty aggressive midfield of probably Benton Core um and Hoiberg or maybe Basuma would he look at bringing Granite Xhaka back into that area and then that kind of affects the whole balance yeah a whole balance the whole kind of game plan um how he well he's been doing going forward and maybe I'm overthinking it so but 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 regardless you know Thomas Party is such a big miss for us so yeah um massively concerning but I guess the good thing is like if you look at it glass half full it's a good thing that he flagged it and he didn't play because imagine he'd played and 10 minutes in he was taken off or whatever like that would have been even worse so um so yeah and who are the other players so Tommy Asu didn't he yeah. play 90 minutes in one game yeah um I, I think he did but I think that then he returned after the first game and it was it was one of those that the statement from Japan seemed to indicate that it was almost like a request from the club so it didn't yeah. really you know indicate that it was because he got injured yeah. But it did indicate that, you know, Arsenal had something to do with the reason why he went back. So I think in a best case scenario, it was a complete pre-planned thing and he was only ever going to do one game. Yeah, yeah. And I remember like, wasn't it Man United? Wasn't it? Maybe not. Sir Alex, someone, I'm sure there was a manager. He used to do all the time. Do, was it Sir Alex? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he used to do all the time. And this is the thing, this is, this. Is the, you know, some of the some of the feedback on Twitter, right, has been that maybe actually we're just doing, we, 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 we've learned from not necessarily our mistakes, but maybe Arteta is being a lot more assertive with the national team managers and is, is effectively just being very, very clear about his expectations. Because I think that, you think about it this way, right? And Jurgen Klopp's sort of been alleged to do this quite a lot. You know, a lot of his players pick up these mysterious injuries prior to an international break and he doesn't <laughs> go. And, you know, they don't go. Hmm. And you, that must be so easy to do if you think about it, right? Like managers m- must kind of, as long as you can get the player on board, it might be yeah, really easy it. to just come up with a mystery injury, isn't it? And and I think that's maybe it. when you're in a team that's doing really well, maybe the players are actually more likely to, to you know, be willing to do that. And I wonder whether that gives you some leverage. And I wonder whether Arteta is, you know, effectively saying the same thing. Um, and and you know, or, or or you know, there's like an unspoken thing because it is interesting, you know, um, what happened to Partey and and Tommy Yasu kind of uh, specifically. I think Tierney was less of a of a w- was less kind of um, interesting in the sense that his just seemed like a very straightforward he got injured during a game and came off and that was that but I think the interesting thing about the injury it seems like it was a head injury so actually head injuries tend to not keep you out for very long you know um so maybe that will be okay because you do think that if Tierney's missing does that give you concerns over the weekend yeah because what's the like so I've not really um as you can probably tell I've not really um kept up to date with the injury situation. And I guess because we're still a couple of days away from the game, we we, we haven't had an update from Arteta or the club, but yeah. Zinchenko, is he 
uh, Zinchenko, it doesn't, it doesn't seem like there is a massive concern over Zinchenko. And with Odegaard, Odegaard played 90 minutes for Norway over the, over the break. So it doesn't seem like there are any concerns over over Odegaard. I think that Zinchenko is more of a question mark because I'm not sure he did actually get called up to the Ukraine squad at, and, and, and that might have been precautionary. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. But, um, but, but Odegaard, like, you know, going back to what you said first, you said the two players that you're most concerned about, you know, Odegaard and Partey. I think, I think Odegaard's the one where I think there's the most comfort around given he went and played, you know, did, did the full round for for Norway, yeah, um, and and that make, it makes you makes you wonder. Sort of, yeah, you know, we we don't always get transparency of these things. It makes you wonder whether Odegaard's kind of mysterious knock, kind of before the last game, was actually just a just he, just Arteta deciding that was a, a good game to rest him, knowing mm-hmm. that he would go on international duty. I guess being captain of Norway, it's you know he was, he was always going to going to go and, and, and always going to give his best. So I wonder. I mean, who who knows? But um, yeah. but it's big. And can can I go back to Partey for a little bit because I think that that is we've lost one game this season. The one game we we lost was when he didn't play, isn't it? Um, yeah. And when we dissected that game, a lot of it was was kind of, kind of kind of down to Man United breaks and coming through the centre of midfield. And so um, you know, it's obviously if that that's our only um that's our only example of a game that we've lost and 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 you know him not being there not being in that crucial role as we discussed after that game Tottenham could actually pose a very similar threat in terms of counterattack so does that fill you with more confidence if Partey is going to play given all of that yeah like I was having to think about how this game might pan out and how we might set up how Spurs are likely to set up and I guess now we're what seven games in you can kind of Especially with Spurs, you 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 you're starting to get a flavour for, um, yeah, how we expect both teams to set up, and I think it's not. I, I think just like I was saying before, the, the the midfield battle I think could potentially be key, um, and you just want Thomas Partey in there because I think, as we've said so many times, right, as soon as you take Partey out, the next option is is um, is a serious downgrade, basically. Um, so so and he's like the only world class player we have in that position. So for that very for that very reason I think he's just he's just crucial to us having a really successful season um and that's why he could be really important on Saturday. I think with Spurs it's quite interesting like in terms of yeah like I was saying how they're going to set up how they're going to how they're going to come come up against us because obviously like when you look at the stats for Spurs this season um they don't tend to really dominate possession. They seem to be able they seem to be comfortable and capable of soaking up a lot of the opposition having the ball basically and a lot of the a lot of um opposition kind of attacking in, in their defensive third so the opposition attacking um and then they either seem to be able to still be very effective in terms of scoring goals on the counter or they also have the option of going quite direct as well when you've got a striker mm. like Harry Kane you can pretty much just play balls up to him and um, you know, he is probably one of the best in the league in terms of hold-up play, flick-ons, um, you know, link-up play, all of that kind of stuff. So, and he and he is also able to, as we know, drop deep and he can be that kind of, he can play that number 10 role as well when you've got Richarlison and Kulisevsky and Son running off running off him. So I think there's loads of danger. I think, And, and I think this is why it's going to be such an interesting game, um, aside from the fact that it's a North London derby. There's just going to be so many kind of interesting battles and factors like the one I'm really looking forward to is seeing how Saliba does does against Kane mm-hmm. assuming you know him and both of them kind of have a bit of a duel because 
we've obviously been so impressed with Saliba so far, but I think this is going to be a bit of a different challenge yep. in some ways to what he's faced so far. You know, you're probably talking the second um, the second best striker in the league now, now that Haaland's here, basically the best striker in the league over the last few seasons. Um, and like I said, for all of the things that Harry Kane offers and Harry Kane gives, um, it's a real challenge for Saliba physically. Um, and also, you know, how when Kane does drop deep, for example, how how are we, how are our centre-backs going to defend against that? How are we going to deal with that? Because as soon as you pull, we saw it against United, right? As soon as one of the centre-backs gets pulled into midfield or pulled into that kind of defensive midfield area, we're exposed and we got hit on the counter a couple of times, more than a couple of times against United. And it was really, really costly, basically. So, yeah. Yeah, I probably got kind of answered your question in a bit of a roundabout way about Thomas Partey. No, but, you, you, you have. And before I get onto the question on the screen, right, um, uh, this, the Saliba-Kane battle, a lot of analysts suggest that the closest striker to Kane in terms of the style that they are playing in their current team right now is yeah. Ivan Tony at Brentford. Yeah, yeah. In terms of style and role, it seems like that—that that is, and if that is an omen, it's a very good omen for us because we did very well with Ivan Tony. But obviously, the class difference between Ivan Tony and Kane is 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 still you'd have well, to say quite. Yeah, yeah. He didn't have the he didn't get a touch of the ball, did he, Tony? Really, he, like he yeah, was just he, yeah. And I think that was probably because we just we were so dominant in other areas of the pitch and with the ball yeah. and um yeah. I, I I think he just didn't really get a sniff for that for that reason. I'm not sure. And so, so, so on balance, when you compare Brentford and, and Spurs as sort of two teams, I, I do expect Spurs to have a bit more of the ball and I do expect Spurs to potentially be happy, you know, three at the back, like I said, soak up a lot of the possession, soak up, uh, sorry, soak up a lot of the, soak up a lot defensively, um, allow us to have a bit of the ball and potentially look at hitting, hitting us on the counter or yeah, direct balls with, with, with lots of runners, um, pacey runners um, that can get in behind kind of like what United did to us a couple of weeks ago. Agreed. Agreed. Going on to Kish's question. Kish, cheers for the question. He says, are you all worried that the onus is on Arsenal to go out and get a statement win, especially after the way it went wrong last season? Appreciate that you are always expected to win a North London derby. Myers, what do you reckon? I don't, I, I don't look at this game and think we need a statement win, really, because we're top of the table. I think, I think it's important we don't lose because I think if we lose... I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it necessarily sends a message, but that is a pretty big marker for Spurs. Like that's a that's a statement win for Spurs. You know, they'll go top of the table potentially for a short period of time, but they'll go top of the table if they beat us. And and they haven't won at the Emirates in like I think our home record's pretty good. Mm-hmm, I think it's something mm-hmm. like, like I could be making this up like ten uh, or eleven games. You have to go back quite far. I think you have to go back to. I think. I it's may like be wrong, but I think you have it? to go, but yeah, with the, when Eunice Carball scored, I think yeah, you have to go yeah, back yeah. to that game. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I, so, yeah, coming back to the question, I don't necessarily look at this game and think Arsenal absolutely have to win. We have, you know, it, it, it's not really that. It's more, I really want to maintain the distance between us and Spurs mm. because I think come the end of the season, that, you know, that, that I think, I think me, us and Spurs are going to be pretty, pretty tight in terms of positions and points. Um, and I think, obviously, I want to win the game, of, of of course, right? But I don't think it'll be a disaster if it's a draw. I don't think it'll be a disaster at all. I think um, 
Yeah. And I I think also like, I don't know, hopefully that what happened at Old Trafford, like everyone, the the narrative is now, like there's always seems to be a narrative with Arsenal, right? So it's kind of like, we've we've played crap teams, basically. That's what everyone's saying. Apart And the one decent team we played, apparently, uh, was United and we lost that game. We failed failed that test. So, you know, if we... If we lose this game on Saturday, though those people that are kind of um, pushing that agenda are just going to push it even further, which will be really annoying more than anything. Um, but yeah, like yeah, I don't know. I don't, how, how do you feel? I don't. I don't really feel like we we absolutely have to win the game. Obviously, I want to win the game, but I don't think a draw will be a disaster. Um, I agree. I, I think that the the interesting thing is the way that um, uh, and 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 Kish, you know, I agree with what you're what you're saying about there being potentially a little pressure on, not, not that much pressure on Spurs. Um, look, I think the way that the way that the game is set up is really, really, really weird because the game is set up in a way where both teams will play their plan A's for this season. Both plan A's for the way both teams are playing are what you would probably want to play against the other team, if that makes sense. So, so Spurs under Conte, for example, right, this season have been, a team that are happy to concede possession and they are just so, so potent on the counter. They concede so many touches in their own third. They concede so many. Now, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt and say that's completely tactical because you could argue and say that's not tactical. Their midfield just keeps getting bypassed. That you know that That's kind of the argument against it. But the fact is they do concede a lot of possession in that third and we have so much possession in that final third. So in a way... If you're Arteta, you're saying to Arsenal, the, you know, his players, the way that we set up and the way that we play normally, we can really do this. We can really get at them. But 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 Conte's probably saying, you know how to play against this all day long. You've been doing it all season. You know, we're set up to do this. So the interesting thing is, whose plan A comes off the best? That's basically it. And if Arsenal's, you know, if Arsenal play the way that they're playing, they will be allowed space. They will be allowed to get into, you know, Tottenham's um, Tottenham's kind of third. And if we do that, and if we take our chances, if you do that early, like we did last season, and you score a couple of goals early, then it'll be very, very hard for Tottenham because then they have to go mm. to a plan B, right? Mm. So it's yeah. and it's and it's sort of the similar, right? Because if Tottenham then hit us on the counter a couple of times, and we have to go to our plan B, I've got no faith in our plan B this season so far because we haven't seen it. Like the only time we've seen anything that glimpses a plan B for us this season was against United, and then it all went like it just looked like an absolute mess when we when we went plan B for that, yeah, didn't yeah. it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I, I pretty much agree. I mean, I think what, so in terms of how we, sh- I feel like we should come out, not so much how we should come out, but like all season and, and the way that Arteta wants to play, you know, we play a very high press and I, I, I'm, I'm hopeful maybe, maybe it's a little bit of blind hope. I don't know, but I'm hopeful that you know, the, the way that we're pressing, how aggressive the press is, when you look at how Jesus does it, how Martinelli does it, how Erdegaard does it, I really don't like rate, for example, Lloris. I don't really rate Lloris that highly. And and I think there's a mistake in him. And I'm just kind of hopeful that if we're really, really aggressive from the start in terms of how, how we press and how we just try desperately to win the ball back, I know that Spurs can probably get out of that press if they really want to, but... Um, I'm kind of hopeful that that might lead to potentially some defensive mistakes like Larice, you know, just kicking the ball straight, basically straight to one of our players yeah, and yeah, tries yeah. to clear yeah. it, that kind of thing. And it's just basically one of our players forcing them into, into a mistake. Um, I mean, Larice's, like, uh, Larice's record at Arsenal is, is really bad at the Emirates. His, his record is, 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 is really poor. It's like almost on a, on a good day, he'll concede only two. 
Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's really poor. So sorry, carry on. No, no. So, so like, I, I guess the point I'm trying to make is, um, I just hope that we come out and really play the same, play in the same way, the same um, kind of attacking fashion, uh, and really wanting to get the ball back and, and and trying our best to get the ball back high up the pitch, as we've been doing so far this season, and as we've seen for most of this season. Because then I think we will really cause Spurs problems. I'm not saying we're necessarily going to win the game as, as a result, because as we, you know, we're not we're not escaping. We're not trying to hide from the fact that. Spurs do have a lot of dangerous players down the other end of the pitch as well, and they are going to cause us problems. But yeah, I think, and I think like, I mean, you saw what happened last season, right? The home game last season, it was a similar kind of point in the season in terms of it was around, I think, September, October time. Um, And I know last season was a bit different because the Spurs game was like liftoff for our season, basically. But the... The crowd, and I, I guess we might we, we're going to get onto this at some point. The way the crowd will one hundred percent absolutely back this team, even if we go one 0 down. Like I'm, um, I genuinely, I genuinely think that that could be a factor as well. Kind of like how it was it's a factor really for them, yeah. for them at the back end of last season, right? Like we were at that game, me and you, and the the the, the loss. Um, and the crowd were like, have to give them props. Like the crowd were amazing. The stadium was amazing. It was absolutely rocking that night, mm-hmm. and uh, it must have, it must have helped, and it must have played a factor. And, and and we did see, you know, a few Arsenal players just really didn't turn up that day. And again, I'm hopeful that 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 will play a part. Um, fingers crossed. I agree with you, mate. And and Pressart's made a, a comment here. Spurs are oh, a different. Yeah. Uh, you, no, I think I remember. Sorry, it? Yeah, Spurs. No worries. Spurs are a different outfit under Conte. It will be a great match for the neutrals. So, so this is the thing where I where I agree with with Prasad there is it from more from a mentality perspective. I find I watch Tottenham now. They remind me so much of the mentality that Chelsea had under Mourinho initially, where basically you just watch them and you think, well, you know, you're getting dominated. You're, you're, you know, they get, go through periods of matches where it didn't look like they were in it. It looked like, you know, they weren't the better team, but they always, and what they proved, you know, over time was that never bothered them. They were never worried. They knew that they would have their moments, right? Mm. And Tottenham looked like that. Like Conte seems to have instilled this belief in them that uh, it doesn't matter if you're getting, you know, if you're getting run over, you hang in there. You just hang in, you hang in, you hang in, and we'll get, you know, we, 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 we'll get our moment. Um, and, uh, you know, Chan is, is, is clearly, clearly very, um, very positive about our chances. Uh, yeah, you, you're right, Chan. They, they have only won one in 28, um, at the Emirates, but, but this is, I, but the thing that concerns me a little bit, um, you know, I think there's a couple of things that concern me, but when I look at last season and Tottenham taking six points off Man City, and our style of play right now is much closer to what Man City were doing last season in the way that Man City played last season. Man City play a little differently this season with Haaland, but the, the way that Man City were playing last season, are, are, are what we're doing now is a bit more like that. And they were excellent. You know, like yeah. they, as in Spurs, were excellent at just soaking it. And even when they went a goal, you know, conceded a goal, just kind of hung in mentally and they got six points. So that was just... You know, and I and I worry a little bit about that. I think that it'll be very nervy for us as fans on on, on Saturday. Um, and yeah, I mean, Nish, you know, Nish with the with the point there, fossil football incoming from Spurs, rubbish to watch. I mean, it's bloody true. It's 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 awful. It's terrible to watch. Um, but I worry about it because it's so you know the mentality is there Effective, to just just it? soak it up. I mean, but what do you think? I mean, Mike, we don't have a Spurs fan to you know comment on here because you know he got wasted. But um, <laughs> if you were a Tottenham fan, if you were a Tottenham fan. 
Yeah. Like what what would you think right now? Because they are doing it really well, right? So yeah. as much as they play crappy football, they're 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 doing well. So what what do you think? If you're a Spurs fan, are you okay with that? I really wanted to ask him that question. We're not we're not naming him, but yeah, I really want to ask him that question as he's well. Call, wanted... He's calling me, by the way. I reckon he's like, uh, can I rock up in about twenty minutes? But let him join. Let him join. Why not? We'll go on okay. him for, for a I'll bit. Um, if I'm, I mean, look. To be honest, if I'm a Spurs fan, <laughs> um. I kind of look at it and I think, am I really that bothered if we're playing crap football and if we're not really, if we're not, if we're not seeing, like Spurs seem to have this thing, like that they have always played good football and there's like the Spurs way, which I think is, well, I don't know, like I wasn't around in the seventies, but you know, it sounds like bullshit to me. Like when have Spurs ever played good football? Maybe they did. I don't know. But um, I think if you're a Spurs fan of kind of our age and you've just basically watched your team be dominated by Arsenal for sort of 20, 25 years and pretty much haven't seen your team basically not win a trophy. I think if you're looking at this current squad and you're looking at some of the signings they made in the summer and you're looking at basically Antonio Conte as, you know, their man, I'd be, I'd be relative. I'd be pretty excited to be honest, because there's every chance that, he could. I'm not saying he's going to win them a trophy because, like, a trophy is a trophy. It's, it's, it, you know, there's so much involved and so much luck involved. But they've probably got their best chance in a long time um, under Conte, and they've managed to keep hold of Harry Kane. They've got, like I said, some really good. Like, they've made some really good signings, and they've kind of added to what they had going forward. When you look at Richarlison, Kulusevski, some really, really kind of. Um, some some really good players basically and so i i think that they've they've got every reason to be optimistic you know i think they've got every reason to be positive i think i think if you're spurs you probably just look at similar to kind of arsenal as well right you probably look at united are in a bit of a transition chelsea are basically you know have just changed managers you kind of don't know what you're going to get from them this season liverpool seem to be faltering a little bit so there's every chance that they could get top 4 again and i think yeah like in terms of potentially doing something a bit more tangible, i.e. getting some silverware in the trophy cabinet. Um, yeah, like they, they're probably they're probably one of their best chances that they've, they've got to do that over the next couple of years, assuming Conte hangs around um, in, in the last probably 10 or 15 years. Nav with the comments saying, great chat, guys. Thank you, Nav. I mean, my it's the, the, the thing is, right, like... Everything you say, I, I agree with, um, and I, and I think with signings wise, I think they can. You know, Spurs fans are going to be. You know, it's hard to be not, you know, impressed or, or pleased with the fact that Kulisevsky's been do- doing so well. Um, Richarlison looks like, you know, okay, the price tag was very high, but you know, he looks like he's act, you know, providing real good competition in those places, and 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 is is really good off the bench. Ben Tanker has been good, but is it is, yeah, is it a concern a little bit where it feels like? If you were a Tottenham fan, would you be concerned that it feels like there's a bit of a disconnect to some extent between the direction of uh, of some of the transfers the club wants to go in and 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 what Conte wants? So, for example, I mean, I don't know if Basuma was a Conte player, but but Conte is now very openly saying that Basuma hasn't really adapted to his tactics and. You know, I don't know if you saw that comment from him. He basically no, said that okay. you know, he, he said um, he said the only player in this squad that's struggling to meet my tactical requirements is Basuma, which I thought was a really interesting thing to say. And I think that if he was a player that you signed that you really wanted, I'm not sure you say that as a manager because it makes it look like you've 
you know, you've kind of missed a trick there. Mm. And you, when they signed Jed Spence, who was really highly rated, right? Like, and he played amazingly against Arsenal when he was, um, you know, at, at Nottingham Forest. Um, he he made the comment right after they signed him that basically said words to the effect of, I didn't want to sign him. The club wanted to sign this young player. So, you know, they've done it. And it was really interesting. And and he said that. And you know what? Connected to that is probably the fact that Jed Spence has hardly had a kick. So it's very different from what's going on at Arsenal right now, where it feels like every single signing is is truly um, Arteta, Edu kind of signing. It's they're completely aligned. Um, it's completely part of a plan. And it's a bit and a little, a little bit more disconnected with Tottenham. I mean, do you still think that there is a chance that Conte is not completely committed to Spurs? There's all this kind of talk about Juventus getting rid of Allegri and him being, you know, back on Juventus's radar. Is oh, there anything well. in that, do you think? Um, yeah, like I think with Conte, like even what happened last season, I think he had just hadn't been long since he'd been at the club. And um the, was it Burnley they lost to, and he had that little outburst? Yeah. I, I think you're always going to get that w- w- with with a with a manager like Conte. Um, and I think ultimately, like if you think about it, he's he is. I mean, he is better than Spurs in terms of his his record. I know he hasn't got a great record in Europe, but you know he's won the Premier League. Um, he, he's a sought after manager generally. Mm. I would say yeah, I think won Serie A for fun, didn't he? As well, yeah. So when when the big jobs do come around or the you know yeah when the when the big club when the big clubs have vacancies um his name is not often mentioned um so i I kind of think you're just going to get that with conte it's interesting about that so i hadn't seen those comments about the players i think the jed spence one's interesting it's interesting but i think you know he's still very very young right so it's kind of like it's not like he's going to be uh looking to looking to kind of get out of the club as a result of maybe not Stop not playing, not getting any minutes so far this season. Like uh, he's got a long, long career ahead of him. I think um, I hadn't seen the Basuma one, so that that is quite interesting. And I don't know. I it, it felt like last season what Conte, what, like the message he was delivering to the board was, "You need to back me if you want me to do something in this job." And they've obviously backed him, but then there is always that. You know, Daniel Levy's a pretty. What's the word? He's a pretty. Um, you know, it's either his way or, or no way, pretty much. Um, mm-hmm. And Levy hasn't been scared of making, you know, big calls in the past when you think of like Pochettino, for example, Mourinho, et cetera. So um, maybe maybe it was a Levy signing. I guess we'll, we'll never really know. Um, but again, Basuma's pretty young as well, right? So I think, mm. I don't know, I guess he's like mid-20s. So I think there's probably time for him to kind of adapt to a new way of playing, a new style and all of that. And and and, and they've, 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 I wouldn't say they're, they're well-stocked in that area, but they've got, Hoiberg and they've got Bentoncourt, right? So you put them in the starting eleven, and no one's really going to raise any questions and say, "Oh, why is Basuma not starting?" It's not like with us, where if Party doesn't start a game in central midfield, you're like, "Where the hell is Thomas Party?" They've got a few options there, so yeah, it, it is true. And Aaron's talking about the defense now. Um, he's saying no need to rate the Spurs' defense. We play our game, we score. They panic. Do 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 you think it's as simple as that? Like, so you know. <laughs> I recall last season it looked like they had one one top in inverted commas defender and that was Romero and then we played them at you know at their at their stadium and um so hang on I've just had a uh, message from Jason our Spurs fan who got too drunk to join saying that he has joined Oh there he is. is he in the so waiting room he, let him in let him in <laughs> 
He's on the train. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on a train. I just say I was on a train. Apologies. Apologies. Listen, what do you think it is? You can't just join this on a train. You brought, you brought your own guest. Uh, uh, you, you, jo- you said join when you can. I mean, this is when I can. I did. You know, I did apologise. Right, so listen, listen. I, I'm very sorry. Right, let's get to it. Let's get to it. Because well, I know you guys well, are well, you waiting for me, so... Let's do this. All right. All right. Brilliant. All right. So, um, listen, mate, I don't know where, where we start necessarily, but we've just, we've just spent yeah. a lot of time talking about, you know, what we think and how we think Tottenham have been doing this season, et cetera, yeah. doing and, and, and the difference that Conte is bringing. Yeah. Like, yeah. we also yeah. talked about systems and we talked about how Arsenal are playing this season yeah. and how, how, how Tottenham have been. What do you yeah. think? Like, when you, when you look at this North London derby, can you predict quite comfortably how you think Spurs are going to approach this game? Right. This is not gonna. This, this is, is not. Gonna... not. This is not. This is not happening, mate. <laughs> right. Well, we've got. We've just got a still of his face, guys. Is is um. Shall, shall I? Shall I? Shall his connection's shall I, shall I, gone. You, just just kick. Just kick him out. Just kick him get out. Rid, you rid, know. Man. This is going to be incredibly confusing. Shocking. Not just. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Apologies. Anyway, apologies. Thank you, kids. Comedy value 101. <laughs> Has he got a line on in his head? I didn't notice. Probably did. Um, where were we, Mice, before we gave the guy a shot? Um, <laughs> um, we're talking about Conte. Conte, um, Conte, Conte. Yes. Um, so there's some funny comments coming in. Uh, some of them I don't get because I'm guessing they're private jokes between you and your mates, but uh, not this one. <laughs> That's quite funny. Minor delays on the ground. <laughs> See, very good, very funny indeed. What I was saying, um, as, yeah, he does look like Casemiro. That's true, Nish. Yeah, Jason does look like Casemiro. Um, what, uh, <laughs> uh, what, what I was saying, my point before Myers was about the fact was responding to um, Aaron's question and Aaron's Aaron, or Aaron's point about Tottenham's defense last season. You know, Romero was the player who everyone talked about being, you know, kind of the best defender. And he was ruled out last minute against Arsenal in the big game at the end of the yeah. season. And we were all buoyed by it, weren't we? We were all kind of like, you know, when you you and me were at the game, we were in the concourse and we think that's a huge injury. The omen is there for us. It didn't make a it didn't make a bloody bit of difference. We hardly yeah. got them, you know. Um, so you know, Aaron and saying we play our game, we score, they panic. I mean, maybe that is true to to some degree, but I suppose the bigger problem is us playing our game and being allowed to play our game um you know mm. uh, but let's just say it is true and and let's just say we do get to play our game do you rate Spurs' defense perhaps as little as Aaron does i think it's maybe being a little bit um unkind to them is probably not the right word but yeah i think i no so i i think it's going to be a I think it's going to be tougher than what Aaron Aaron is is implying in that comment. I don't think they're going to necessarily panic because I think they know that you know if it stays tight even at 1-0 down they've got goals in the team to um well, they've got they've got dangerous players in the team to hurt us for sure. Um I don't particularly like yeah so like Romero is it's interesting because like I don't I don't particularly rate Spurs's defense individually either. Like I know Romero is getting a lot of kind of positive reviews and like glowing reviews over this season and last season. And yeah, he seems like he's a good player, but when you look at their defense man for man, I, I, yeah, I don't think there's anyone that necessarily stands out, but again, this is the, it's more the Conte, uh, the, 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 the system that Conte has been able to implement, right? They're going, they're going three at the back every game, um, five at the back when they don't have the ball. And it might just be a game where we might, 
they might be more than happy to dump for us to dominate possession, which, you know, uh, what we've seen so far this season indicates that. But at the same time, we've still got to break them down and we've got to get past them. And that is where we might struggle. Like even when you look at someone like Eric Dyer, like he's not, he's not a world-class defender, but in the right system with the right players around him, yeah. he he is very, very effective. And I think that's what you could basically call Spurs, right? In, in general, across the pitch, they are very, very effective. It's a really good way of describing them. They, they definitely are effective. And I agree. And I think your point on, on Romero, uh, as far, I was going to point this out, by the I way. I, I, <laughs> I was going to point this out. So Aaron is, uh, is saying, why is Mize wearing white on the NLD preview episode? Um, you know, I mean, it's a nice white T-shirt. I'll give you that. It's a um, T-shirt, mate. Yeah, I mean, maybe I don't even like you know. Pokemon, but yeah. Um, I have no sorry. Uh, <laughs> I, mean, I don't know what to say. Yeah, no, um, nothing to say. Nothing to say, mate. I just <laughs> wasn't even say. wasn't even thinking before I changed this. I, let's, um, let's get rid of that comment. Yeah, <laughs> put another one up. Um, okay, I tell you what. Like, let's go to this other question um, or another point. Sat says, "Amazing as Arsenal have been this season, I'm going for four-two Spurs." Wow. Uh, he says they're they're very good on the counter, and I think this is where Arsenal will get exposed. I mean, we yeah, we, you know, we we've spoken about that, I guess. Um, you know, so far that that are, are, are the fact that we've lost one game. That one game was against United, and and those goals were were counter attacking goals. So that is somewhere where we could get exposed if we are going to get exposed. That's the only evidence of us getting exposed this season, if that makes sense. But Miser, I mean, four two Spurs. That's um that's a big scoreline. Uh, teams. I can't yeah. remember the last time a team scored four goals at the Emirates. I'd probably have to think back to Liverpool opening day of the season a number of years ago. Um, God, um, uh, I can't, yeah. I can't do that. So, I mean, that would be a a big scoreline if it happened. Can you can you see something like that? Um, I don't, I don't think. Oh, no, well, I mean, look, if I'm thinking that Spurs are going to win the game four two, I might as well not turn up, right? Like, I, I, I can't see that happening. I'll be pretty bloody upset if that does happen um because i think we're a lot better than i think we're a lot better than a 4-2 scoreline at home to spares a 4-2 loss at home to spares so that's not what that's not how i think the game or i definitely don't think the game's going to end like that um it could potentially i personally don't think it's going to be high scoring i think it, it has every potential to be high scoring because i think you've got as we as we've touched on right two very dangerous teams going forward two teams that have goals in them and to be honest, two teams that have defensive frailties. Um, you saw it against us, and I think you can definitely you can definitely get at Spurs as well. So yeah, I mean, look to answer Sat um, or to kind of just touch on his prediction specifically for me. No, I don't think it's going to be four two Spurs. I think I think it'll be a bit more of a positive result for us. But um, he's, he he makes a good point, right? Like Spurs have that have that ability in them as we've seen so far this season. Um, and Son kind of he didn't. Like specifically Son, he didn't really have a great start to the season, but it just exploded against Leicester um, out of nowhere. Um, and now he's probably absolutely kind of buzzing for this one, as probably most of the other Spurs players are. And um, yeah, yeah, I mean, can you see it being 4-2? I can't see it being 4-2, but um, I think that it's probably... Sometimes it's hard to predict the scoreline, right? Because it's probably it's in some ways easier to predict how a game will pan out than the scoreline. And I think that the the problem with four two that can either happen, I think, in two ways. Four two can either happen because Tottenham score early, and we just try our best to try and get back in the game, and then they 
keep countering basically you know so it's just from the from a byproduct of us trying to get back in the game maybe losing our discipline and heads because it's a big a big game and the other way that you can concede four goals at home is purely individual errors like if it's just a, a, a you know a terrible kind of yeah. you know, set of individual errors i don't see the latter happening i don't see i don't think that we were a team with lots of individual errors in us anymore. Like we might make one, uh, one in a game. We might basically, uh, you know, fours a lot at home. Um, And I think like you say, with the crowd behind you at home, it's a little bit, you know, a little bit different. Um, Nish's point as a Liverpool fan, Conte Spurs remind me so much of Benitez Liverpool with better forwards will be a good matchup. That's a good point. Don't you think? I mean, system wise, um, I think you went for effective, right? When you described mm. them. And, and I think Benitez's Liverpool side were pretty effective in that way, right? Um, and uh, and I know Anish, as well as other Liverpool fans, I don't think were enthralled by the kind of type of football it was um, necessarily um, yeah. and, and wanted good football. Um it's interesting, isn't it? Because Liverpool have a bigger bit of a, a bigger pedigree than that. So I think I think with Liverpool, fans are probably more likely to demand good football because it's part of their DNA. Tottenham don't care really, do they? I think they cl- <laughs> I think they claim that they do, but ultimately he's their best chance of winning a trophy in in many years. So you know, I, don't, yeah. I don't think they will care. Um my so questions and yeah. comments. E- excellent. Coming. We love it. Mice, why don't you take this question? So the question from Aaron and do we stick with a tried and trusted eleven this season or bring in Katie and Stroke or Tommy? Uh, I see no reason to bring in Tommy Asu, which is probably slightly different to how I thought we'd kind of how the season would go in terms of that right back right back slot. Tommy Asu made it his own last season, and um, we really struggled. Well, not so much really struggled, but again, you saw the you saw the drop off when when Cedric came into the team. Yeah. Um, but Ben White, I, it's 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 a weird one, isn't it? Because like I'm. I wouldn't be unhappy with either Ben White or Tommy Asu starting, but then I kind of really want Ben White in the team because he's done pretty well in that position. And then it just means that naturally it's a Saliba Gabriel centre back pairing, if that makes sense. So yeah, kind of keeps everyone happy. Um, and I think it's been working quite well. And I think also you could argue, I don't know if it's necessarily true or not. You could argue Ben White's, I was going to say he's a better defender than Tommy Asu. Maybe he's not necessarily a better defender, but the fact that he's a centre back, he's, I don't know, maybe he just might be able to deal with some of Spurs' threats a little bit more um, or a little bit better than Tommy Asu might. And maybe he's more naturally inclined to play a slightly more defensive role against a team that is obviously, like like we keep saying, got quite a lot of talent going forward. Hmm. Um, And then what's the other? uh, Bring in KT. I mean, I think it's more a fitness thing, isn't it? Like Zinchenko. So yeah, so what were we saying about Zinchenko? So obviously Tierney's been playing for us he's he's been starting the last few games um because Zinchenko's been injured did you say Zinchenko played did Zinchenko play I don't think Ukraine? Zinchenko went to Ukraine someone yeah. can correct if someone wants to correct me they can feel free but I don't think he did go um but I think obviously KT did and got his head injury yeah yeah um I that would be an interesting one actually assuming they're both fit like who, who do you because You've obviously got like we don't have to go into like the pros and cons or the the kind of um, the uh, the attributes of both players and what they're both good at, but because we've talked about it before and it's pretty obvious. But like, who do you think would be best suited for a game like this on the assumption that you've got Kulisevsky down there, right hand side? I think that when you're at home, 
I think you sort of have to go with your plan A, whatever the case, personally. And so I think, so I think that I would want him to start Arteta to start, um, just you know, kind of based on fitness. If you know, fitness will be the biggest thing to kind of go with how he wants because. And I think that that would mean that if everyone was fit, he may well start with Zinchenko and he may well start with Ben White. Um, you can change it during the game. Like, you know, you, you can. I just feel like you've got to give the players confidence as well, right? When they go out to think that they are the, the dominant team and that you believe in them. And I think showing that you believe in them is plan A. I think sometimes it's easy, though, to forget how good Katie and, and Tommy were at their best last season. That you know, at the moment, you know, we started well this season, and and therefore Zinchenko coming into the team at the start when Zin, when Tierney was injured, Zinchenko is playing really well, and Ben White's been playing really well at the right. They almost in our minds, therefore, are the are Plan A. Maybe they are Plan A. You know, maybe that's just that's not the case. Maybe it's unfair to call them Plan A. And to, Tommy Yasu, I, I personally actually believe Tommy Yasu is arguably our best defender. I think that in terms of just. He reminds me of Aspilicueta for Chelsea. You know, I think he's just someone who is a very good footballer and is a very good defender. You can put him anywhere and I think he'll do smart things. So there's a, there's a part of me that actually thinks that, you know, maybe he would be a, a, a really good choice and, you know, if not a better choice than Ben White. But if I was to, you know, if you were to put a gun to my head and ask me to write the lineup right now, I'd mm. probably actually put Tierney in and I'd put, um, and I'd put Ben White at right back. And, and, and that's, Tierney's thing is fitness. So I think probably just because clearly like Zinchenko has been struggling for it for a little while. Um, you know, let 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 um let Tierney Tierney start. Um and because I think Tierney's playing good football as well against Brentford, he was good going forward and, and good defensively. Yeah. But I think I think Ben White, uh, I think he deserves it because I think I think he has been brilliant this season. Um I'm gonna bring uh, Jason back in because it looks like he's a bit more settled. <laughs> okay. One second. Let's see if this works. Just about, I don't know. Just about. Just in case we lose you, right? Yeah. You don't need to introduce yourself because you haven't got time for that. You basically okay, did that, fine. right? Yes. And um, and Nish said you look like Casemiro. What's <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> you? What's you? <laughs> and, and 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 listen, very good. Why don't you take this question that's come up right. immediately, Jason? Yeah. So um, just again to reiterate, Jason is a Spurs fan, and yeah. so we've got a little window of of Jason before we finish. So let's focus on you, Jason. So this question: Which attacking trio would you take? Kane, Son, Kulisevsky, or Jesus, Martinelli, and Saka? I mean, you're asking a Spurs fan this, of course. It's an obvious question. Um, yeah, I look. Well, why don't you break that question down a little bit more, right? Break that question down a little bit more. So, uh, you know, out of those uh, out of those players there, I mean, what do you... Yeah. You obviously Kane and Son; these are world class players, and and, and yep. Kulisevsky's come in your team and done done ever Definitely. so well, right? Um, if you contrast them against those three Arsenal boys, what what do you think the gap is? Do you think that there's still a big difference? Um, I think player for player in terms of position, if we were to sort of compare Jesus to Kane, like if you ask me to pick one of the two of them, I think he's more complete as a striker. He can do it all. Um, no questions asked about that. I think, obviously, with Jesus, you know, um, coming from City to Arsenal, he's obviously added value to what your your team needs at the moment. But honestly speaking, if I had to pick one of the two of them, I'll pick Kane um, without a shadow of the doubt. I think most people would. Um, you know, what would you compare? Simon Martinelli? Yeah, same thing. I mean, Golden Boot winner last season. You know, you can't you can't question that. Obviously, he started off with a bit of a dry spell this season, but it was never in doubt 
the sort of goals that he would score and it would come back with him. Um, and that was evident against against Leicester in the second half. And I think taking a step back, because I'm trying to cram in all the information I've crammed in just to get into this call, <laughs> I think it's the way we'll set up on, on Saturday, which is going to be interesting more for, for Spurs than it probably would be for Arsenal. I think it's a, it's a strong chance that we could get overrun in midfield if we started with two central midfielders with Hoiberg and Bentacore with, with your three there. But if we started with Kane and Son up top and had Basuma, Bentacore and Hoiberg in midfield, I think we would run right against you guys. I have no doubt about that. Um, it's very, it's very, uh, very bullish to say you have no doubts about it because you'd have no yeah. basis for that right this season. But I mean, Basuma's <laughs> not really... How many drinks have you had, mate? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So let, 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 let's just try because, you know, let's just... Uh, Let's, let's try and get a serious point point in there, Jason. So, um, you know, because, look, uh, I think it's a fair point around kind of just the numbers game. You know, you're talking about a two in midfield versus a three in midfield, right? Yeah. Um, and, but, you know, if you play that alternative system that you've you've mentioned, that's yeah. not something that Spurs have done this. So to, so to come to the yeah. team, the probably the form team, you know, the team who are top of the league right now, playing kind of, you know, pretty, pretty good football, coming there at home in the North London derby and doing something like that to your system when actually you're doing well yourselves like this season yeah. you're doing really well so you're kind of going again out you're going away from your own plan a eh? don't yeah. you think that's a bit of a, a gamble yeah but then if you look at the game against Leicester it was literally a tale of two halves I mean the goals that we scored in the first half to keep us in there with 2-2 were coming from set pieces and I think they're really good on that sort of point second half is when we sort of changed the position formation and we really went for it where that's where I probably saw Spurs playing at their best. But this, is, more Leicester, control this is Leicester, Jason, though, isn't it? This is Leicester. Leicester I mean, yeah, that's ma- probably what most that- of the Arsenal fans were saying in the pub as well when they were giving me shit about it. But I mean, no, no, no. But I'm saying using that as an example, right? As yeah. in the problem is with Leicester, right? Like, and, I, and I said it even as an Arsenal fan, right? When yeah. we beat Leicester, they were a little bit of a joke because you, you basically, every time they scored, it was just almost like a guaranteed goal at the other end. They were just like a complete and utter shambles. Yeah. And and this season they've conceded more goals than any team in the Premier in Premier League history at this point of the season. So you could probably play like, you know, a, a, you could play your plan G and you're probably yeah. going to still score goals, right? Um, you know, a, 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 again, like, yeah, but I, mean, I mean, not to kind of really throw away your point. I, I take, I, I guess your point is kind of you did something different and it and it worked better. Yeah. Um, at the same time, you know, like you mentioned before, you've got a world-class player in Son who who's come off the bench and he scored a hat-trick and he's a, he's just a, he's a world-class player. I mean, yeah. you know, he's a, he's, a, he's a top, top player. Um, but, okay, like, I mean, so, so look, a couple of things there, though, right? Like you as a Spurs fan, you've seen you guys play this season, and you know you yep. watch them in a lot of de- a lot more detail than than we have. And it's very easy for for me, and I think Mize to kind of say, "Well, look, like actually, it looks like they've they've been not playing very well, and they've been playing like really kind of boring football and this and the other." You tell me, like, what what's your take on Spurs this season? You're doing well in the league, so the position's fine, points are yep. fine. In terms of how you're playing, are you pleased with how you're playing? Are you enjoying being a Spurs fan? I've always enjoyed being a Spurs fan. That's just, this is for all the other Spurs fans who might be watching at the moment. Never in doubt. Um, um, do I enjoy the way we're playing at the moment? Possibly not. We're very, very structured in what we're doing. Um, you know, the way we sort of set up is to sort of soak up the pressure and hit teams on a counter-attack. I think we haven't really controlled games as much as we would have probably liked to. 
um, in comparison to how we were sort of chasing things, um, you know, top four last season. Um, but like I said, it's, it was against Leicester is a tale of two halves where we actually changed formation, which is something that I haven't really seen happen so far this season. I've seen personnel change. I've seen players being taken off and then sort of replacements come on again, um, sort of going out for attack, whether it's midfield or defence, but not really sort of change the formation. And that's when I sort of thought, you know what, we're constantly throughout the season getting overrun in midfield, right? Fair enough, we've got players like Romero and Linnea or, or Davis in, in sort of defence that can hold this. I'm not mentioning die because let's leave that for another time. But... Um, <laughs> Who's that guy? For those joining uh, who, are, who can't see the video, Charles Charles left a message saying, "Enjoy not winning trophies." LOL. Directed to uh, I'm, I'm, I'm to used to not winning trophies. <laughs> I might not like winning a trophy at some point. You know what I mean, I might, you know, if Spurs ever managed to win a trophy, I'm like, what is this feeling like? I don't know what it's like. I'm not used to it. So uh, no, we'll see what happens. I'm, I'm, yeah, just, just quite as level-headed as possible in terms of, um, you know, expectations towards the end of the season. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think this is more, like I said, down to Spurs and Conte's got the big decisions to make come Saturday. I would like to see us be three in midfield. I would like to see Sun play closer to Kane up top. Um, you know, three at the back, as usual, Conte will never change from that sort of mm. formation and, you know, try it, try it that way, really. You know, uh, I but think... Do you, do you think, arguably, yeah. though, this is... Um... Conte's strength though he he almost because you know you, you're you're very much speaking as a Tottenham fan and I would yeah. probably say the same thing about you where I'd probably same thing as you in the sense that you know you're going to your big rival and you 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 yeah. it's not enjoyable watching a game where you're conceding possession and not and you know getting overrun in some areas but don't you think one of his biggest strengths is not caring about any of that and saying listen like I know how to play big games I can win big games. I went to City last season, took six points. I don't need anyone to tell me what to do. So if the fans are moaning about how I'm going to set up, I, I can care less. I don't care what they think. I'll yeah, do what yeah. I have to do. Do you, do you think, arguably, that's his biggest strength? I mean, his biggest strength is not caring what I think. I think a lot of people <laughs> don't care what I think as well is their biggest strength. But um, no, I think he, he will. But, you know, to sort of make, you know, anxious Spurs fans less anxious, you know, you don't want to be seeing your team constantly you know sort of soaking up pressure because you know at the end of the day honestly speaking we're still spurts you know he's still there for some sort of mistake to happen you know a possible penalty possible red card don't want to jinx it but Larice being Larice at times you know he has good moments he has bad moments and what do you do you put yourself on the back foot because that's the sort of way you set yourself up or do you come out you know on a sort of more attacking front and say right let's let's not let this happen to us let's try a little bit further so um yeah, I mean that's 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 my view. I very much, you know, I, I think he would he would go with the two in midfield, see what happens. Mm. Um, I think he'll probably start the same team that started against Leicester, um, possibly with the change of, um, you know, taking out Sessegnon and putting Perisic back on the left, and then putting maybe Royal on the on the right hand side to give us that little bit of balance. But um, yeah, I, I don't think, as you say, I don't think it will change much. But yeah. That's interesting, mate. So you think so that that kind of connected to Kish's point here. Kish is saying, curious to see if Son gets a nod. Of course, Kish has got something to say, isn't it? But, uh, he's saying, curious to see if if Son gets a nod. Personally, seeing two two as a result, wouldn't be surprised if a red card is shown early. So just on that first point, so you you think it will be the same as Leicester? So you think Son might not start even after scoring a hat trick? Um, no, I think I think he probably will start. I think we will go with um, the two in midfield. You know, I I don't want us to start that way, but I think. Um, you know, Kane, 
Kulisevsky and Son will be the, the front three. Okay. I would yeah, but I would I would prefer it to be Kane and Son with Kulisevsky and Richarlison on the bench to come on if things things are not working well. You know, okay. starting the three in midfield, yeah. Um, just get, I want to talk to you about your defence a, a little bit. We yeah. spoke earlier on the episode and, and Aaron and when he, he, he left a comment and he, he was not very complimentary about your defence and Myers was actually much more respectful about, you know, how he thought um, Spurs' back five are um, yeah. and, you know, kind of described them as effective kind of like the rest of your team what's your take because you you refer to you you, you refer to Dyer there who who actually a, a lot of people have been very complimentary about this season I think you know he's he's sort of seemingly you know been, been doing okay this season and it's and it's Romero who who is maybe losing out on his place to Sanchez every now and again like you know so what's your what's your take on the on the Tottenham defense and back five right now I'll, I'll try my best to clear this up i mean i have no insight but romero's not really losing his place to sanchez it's more injuries or, or anything else he's giving him a rest right you know there's a lot more games champions league football i mean yeah okay fair enough maybe you guys are not involved but yeah um you know, champions league football, you know other fixtures involved it's just about getting minutes you know players like romero who go all out you know they're, they're prone to get you know, niggles here, there and the other. So it's about keeping everyone fresh. It's about having good squad rotation. And that's that's the way we sort of, I think we're looking at it. Leicester, as you say, you know, the team that conceded the most goals gave, gave Sanchez a chance and he had a few, he had, you know, he conceded a penalty, you know. Shaky moments there is not as reliable as he could have been, you know, in, in previous games and stuff. But, um, you know, I have no doubts about Romero. I think, yeah, you know, that the whole defence, there are improvements as windows go along. You know, I think Dyer is not one to to sort of be there for the future. And I, and I think if Conte trusted these defence, he wouldn't be starting with three of them. You know, he would be he would be going for back four. Point, yeah. You know, if he, if he did trust them. Um, we haven't got to that stage yet. We're still, still, you know, improving. We're still rebuilding and... It's a it's a slow process. I think the only player that he probably relies on at the moment is is Romero. But didn't he did, didn't he didn't he play a back three in at Inter anyway? Yeah. Isn't this isn't this and, and he did it with Chelsea, Chelsea when Chelsea yeah. won the league? Isn't this something yeah. that he just does? Yeah, he probably does. But I think if he had a lot more confidence in in some of the, the players, he could be changing the formations a lot more. And I think the defense wise. Um, there's a lot of room for improvement there. You know, I'm, I'm, it does make me nervous every time a team's attacking and you're seeing, you know, Lloris in goal and, you know, who, who, like I said, I don't want to jinx it, but he's prone to, to an error every now and again. He does pull out some really good saves and does save us a lot in games, but there is the odd, odd flap and stuff. And, you know, the defence-wise, if you're constantly getting put under pressure where a team is fully on attacking you... Um, there's bound to be a mistake. There's bound to be a, a lapse of concentration. And what you're doing there is waiting to sort of soak up that pressure because you've got a couple of good defenders that can that can hold it out. And then you're trying to sort of hit other teams on a counter-attack. Work most of the times. I don't think it'll work all of the time. Hmm. You can't be playing that way all, all season. I know we're already six, seven games in, but that, that can't be the way to sort of set up. And I'm it's hoping, yeah. And I'm hoping that Saturday we... I, I'm personally speaking, just being optimistic, we give it a bit more of a go. We, I know Arsenal's going to come at us. There's no doubt about it. And I just feel nervous, you know. Early kickoff after the international break, North London derby at your ground, you're going to come at us. Yes, um, you know, I think it was said in the comments about me being on shit. I'll be on there a lot more than that, you know, if uh, come Saturday when this is happening. So, yeah, it is, it is a, 
it's an early time i mean that, yeah that's 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 interesting I, I, it's i'd be really interested if this game is going to be a real kind of bloodbath and a, and a kind of toe for toe to toe thing yeah. like i i feel like I'd be surprised if that's the case, but it'll be amazing to watch if it is. I mean, let's just go to Nish's question here, Mice. Maybe you take this first. You're basically saying there's too much focus on the front three chat. It's a midfield creativity that will win this. City's front three have never been a huge focus in the past few years. Liverpool's struggling without midfield. What do you think about this, Mice? Because, you know, as we talked earlier on in the episode, um, yeah, like, you know, the midfield has been quite an important and, and interesting area for Arsenal this season. Tottenham have actually arguably, like like Jason said, relied much less on the central on the center of uh, of their midfield in terms of kind of their um kind of attacking output if you like uh what what, what do you think about it? do you agree with nisha's comment yeah it's an interesting one i mean um i think it's hard to ignore the the two the you know the the two sets of forward players the two sets of forward players that um spurs and arsenal have got because they're just so talented right even when um jason you were sort of saying you're giving your rationale for why you'd pick basically the Spurs front three over ours. Um, fair enough. But I think you've probably, you know, the, the Arsenal front three, especially Gabriel Jesus, have got their merits as well. And I think, you know, there's probably a lot of lot of teams in the league that would definitely take Martinelli. They would definitely take Saka and they'd definitely take Gabriel Jesus. So, so that's quite, you know, in terms of just trying to um, almost work out or, or decide or, or see who, who comes out on top on Saturday, that, that is going to be really interesting. I think that's probably why there's a focus on, on the, on those um, attacking players. I mean, I think with Arsenal, if I'm, if I, if I just speak about Arsenal midfield creativity, like we're not our, you know, I, I feel like we've become a team now that is able to score all different types of goals. Um, you know, you saw it against Brentford, for example, we scored a set piece goal. The second goal was, you know, good build up play, Granite Xhaka basically putting in a perfect cross. And, you know, we've now got that striker that's there in the right positions to finish. Um, and then the third goal was, you know, basically a, a bit of a wonder strike from, from Vieira. And I think you've seen that this season now from Arsenal where we can play football when we need to, and we can sort of almost, um, almost grind out a goal. Um, like I say, set piece or, or otherwise get a bit of a scrappy goal if we need to. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think I think potentially it could it could be really important on Saturday um, in terms of midfield creativity or in just in terms of how how we create how we create chances. And I think, you know, Jason, you were saying you expect Arsenal to come at you and you expect probably Arsenal to have a fair bit of the ball, maybe more 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 of the ball than yeah. Spurs will. And I think if that happens, then I think Arsenal will create chances because I think we're just so everyone just knows. Like it feel it feels like and I've said this before on this podcast, right? It feels like Arsenal, this this Arsenal team under Arteta are now playing how Arteta wants them to play when we have the ball. And it feels like everything they're practicing on the training ground in terms of um in terms of positional play, in terms of how we transition from back to front, in terms of when Erdogan gets the ball, where Saka needs to be, where Jesus needs to be, all of that kind of stuff. I feel like it's all falling into place um, or it has so far this season anyway. And hence why we've been, we've been looking so dangerous. And even when you watch like the highlights of the Brentford game, as an example, and probably most of the games this season, we're creating so many good chances. It's not just, we scored three goals against Brentford and that was it. Hazers probably should have got a couple of goals and I'm pretty sure there's a couple of other chances there as well. So yeah, it's a fair point from Nish. I, I, I don't know how you feel guys about it. Direct that to Jason. I mean, I, 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 yeah, Jason, t- tell me about that. I mean, because it's 
I do think that there is an interesting point in there generally about Tottenham this season. I'll say it again, you're doing very well this season, points wise, right? So, wh- however you guys, have, yeah. however you guys have been doing it, you've been doing it. But the stats are showing that very little of the ball is spent in the in the middle third. There's yeah. a load of time that is spent kind of in your own third. And that would seemingly suggest that it may not have anything to do with the defence. It may just, it, it could suggest the midfield keeps getting bypassed for you guys. But, but hey, you're finding ways to get points. So, so what do you think? I mean, because it, it sounds to me actually like, you know, like you were saying before, you'd rather see you play three in midfield and actually, yeah. uh, and see that change, right? Yeah, you would definitely. Rather. Um, yeah, um, sorry, I stopped listening a long time ago. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, just expanding on a specific point yeah. there, right? Because you said, Basuma, we, we mentioned something earlier yeah. on in the episode where, you know, Conte has said that Basuma is the one player in the squad who hasn't necessarily um, understood his tactical demands yet. Yeah. He, he said, where's that effect? What do you think about that? Was that, did that, does that interest you? Or you? Does that concern you in any way? No, not at all. I think... I think that the sort of timing at which I think Conte wants all of his players brought in earlier, like most managers would do, want most of their players brought in as early as possible pre-season. Um, from what I've seen from from clips and, and and you know sort of other things, where it's probably one of the most grueling pre-seasons that any of the Spurs players have been going through at the moment. You know, in terms of the, the training and what they what they actually went through, um, it's more to what they're they're not used to. And I think um, Basuma is probably. You can say he, you know, may have been a, a, a you know, sort of good player in a, in a poorer team, you know, in no disrespect to Brighton, but you know that's that's possibly what it is. And now he's sort of trying to build up to the sort of stamina, the standards that that's required by content and and so forth. I think I would have said anyone else, you know, it could have been Skip um, if it wasn't for injuries. He's sort of coming back, but Basuma just seems to be the one at the moment. That's there, and I'm just like I said, I'm just recording the second half of how literally it's a tale of two halves against Leicester, of how we sort of set up earlier on, how we're still getting overrun by them. The goals we sort of scored, scored came from set pieces. Um, you know, fair enough, Leicester are very leaky in the back, but that's that's how we were scoring. And then straight away, second half, Basuma came on, gave us a little bit more balance. Sun was playing closer towards Kane, took Kulisevsky off. Not that Kulisevsky had a bad game at all; it was just the way we did and. All of a sudden, you can see see the see the difference. Um, mm. But yeah, and and that's the sort of last impression that I was sort of given from this. But we weren't given many moments of that throughout the sort of games we played so far this season. And that's the sort of takeaway that I'm looking at. It's like, right, look how we played. We got Sun that's come off the bench, 13 minutes hat trick, played with Basuma in midfield, and we were just constantly getting forward, forward more. Fair enough, you mm. can see Leicester were probably deflated at that moment, but. You know, we, we sort of took it to them. Kane, uh, Son took it to them as well. And to be fair, if Son's not playing well, Spurs are not playing well. That's as, as, as simple as that, the way I look at it. You know, isn't, that, has, isn't that simple, mate? Because again, you've done, you've got points this season and he's arguably yeah, only... He's being pragmatic not... about yeah. it and, and you know, the way we sort of set up. But it's not, you know, when Son is playing well and he was playing well towards the end of last season when when we, we managed to sort of push for that, push for, for top four... Um, it was, it was it was because of Son, I think, and so far this season he hasn't really sort of got himself into the right positions and got himself the right moments to, to be scoring goals. And I think there was probably a heavier weight on his shoulders of expectation of, of how to deliver. And you could tell he's a very sort of player that plays off the confidence. You know, if he gets his head down, that's it straight for him. But you know, getting that hat trick, I think, is a it's a game changer. But to go back to start him and then you know 
not give him the sort of tools to to sort of attack and go forward. I think that's going to be that's certainly going to be the the you know what to look out for come come Saturday. Yeah, I think personally. But, okay, um, so yeah. we've been we've been recording for about an hour and seven minutes. So I want to get in predictions mode before I get into asking predictions just for the game because um, I think it'll be nice to end on that. Jason, tell me a little bit about what you think overall for Tottenham this season. Now, you, you know, at the end of the day, last season, you finished in the top four and yeah. um, and Arsenal finished fifth and we all, we all know how that, how that went. And, and we all laughed some, about it as well. Let's not forget that. So. Some 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 people <laughs> laughed about it. We, Miles and I certainly didn't laugh about it. Some people started like, following certain podcasts as well after that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our viewers randomly did go up, for for particularly for one episode of that. Yeah. Um, but anyway, look, what, what, my, my point is, yeah, Tottenham went... You went. You got in the top four. You got in, playing Champions League football. You went yeah. out in the summer and 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 made a number of signings. Arsenal yeah. made a number of signings, and other clubs around Man United have made some signings, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. All in all, everything taken into account, how Tottenham have started, how what you've seen from the other teams. What do you think? What are your predictions for Tottenham this season? Um, you know, uh, I mean, assume that you're not. You haven't had about ten pints. Um, and just just kind of you know come to a, 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 a you know as, yeah. as much of a, a level head as you can. What do you expect of Tottenham this season? I don't think much has changed since my sort of summer predictions. I, I think definitely a top four finish. Um, third. So that's obviously what you want. Do you think you think you will finish third? Yeah, I, I you know I, I think City and even Liverpool. I mean, don't get me wrong, Liverpool might have had a little blip earlier on, but they will always come strong. You know. It's a long season. There's a there's a World Cup in the middle. You know, there's there's a lot to play for. I think they're they're still the two front runners. I think, um, you know, Spurs, Arsenal, and Chelsea as well. You know, they've got a lot to catching up to do in terms of that. So I think mostly Spurs will probably finish third. Um, it'll be a closer gap. I think you know the, the gap. Obviously, looking at last season's points, you know, was 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 much bigger. But I think it'll be smaller this time not so much I think there'll be much more closer games um, a lot more results focused but um, do I see Spurs winning the league this season no do I see Spurs winning the league this season <laughs> let's wait and see but um, yeah top four finish I think is uh, is is probably what it is um, and how and how then in terms of your cup competitions can you see to, you know and, and 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 do you think that Particularly Champions League football, do you, do you, it sounds like by saying that you feel you'll finish third, it sounds like what you're also predicting is that you'll manage that quite well. You manage Champions yeah. League and, and Premier League quite well. You think, okay? Yeah, I think so. I think we'll get a decent run um, in in the cup competitions. I'm being optimistic for a trophy. Everyone wants to win a trophy, um, but yeah, um, I'm not having sort of major expectations to to have one this season. I think it's it's going to be a much tougher tougher challenge. I think. Okay, interesting, yeah. interesting. Um, all right. Well, look. In terms of the game itself, mm. uh, we're only a, f- a couple of days away. I mean, it's Wednesday evening, and yeah. um, it's going to be Saturday uh, midday pretty soon. Before before we know it, um, we know that there's a lot. It'll be very interesting to see what the managers come out and say with regards to injuries, because yeah. I think that there are a few question marks on both sides. It seems like. Although the question marks with Tottenham, I think there were some question marks around around um, Loris, um, around um, Romero, um, around I want to say some at least one other player. Um, but but it seems like actually they're probably going to be okay. I feel yeah. like Arsenal have got a couple more question marks around Zinchenko, Partey, um, and um, uh, Tierney, um, for example, and Tomiyasu. But 
but assuming you know let, let, let's just assume everything is, is 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 okay and let's just say everyone is um you know actually you know for even even just forget that let's just go straight to to the prediction mys you know how do you think it's going to go um what do you think the score's going to be so i think i think both teams are, are are pretty even to be honest in terms of um obviously in terms of form and I, I can see there being a fair bit of cancelling out um, on, on both sides, so I think it's going to be a pretty tight game. I can't, I can't see there being loads of goals. I, I, I'm kind of picturing this. I'm basically picturing it being pretty tight, tight up until the last ten minutes, like a one-one, and then mm. there might be a winner either due to, like for some reason, I've got this like premonition that Eddie's going to come on and score the winner. I don't know why, but um, I can see that happening, <laughs> and I'm hoping that's going to happen. Um, or equally, I can I can complete I can definitely see something similar to what happened with us against United, where there might be, like I say, a tight it might be a tight game, and there might just be one lapse of concentration, one defender steps out at the wrong time and leaves a gaping hole um, in behind, or something like that. And and Spurs, like we keep saying, right, they're just they're effective. They've got players that essentially know how to know how to finish or know how to take a chance when it comes, and that's my that's my worry. So, yeah, I, I'm the Arsenal fan in me is going to say two one Arsenal, but I think it's going to be pretty tight. And like you said, Raj, I think it's going to be a nervy one. Like last season, that game was like. I think it was pretty much the first half. We just like blew them, blew them. I think it's the home game. Thirty minutes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, That exactly. So I'm not sure. Like I don't. Yeah, I just can't see that happening two two years in a row, basically. um, As well. So I think we'll play. I think Arsenal will play well. I think we will create chances, like I said before. Um, But I think there's a threat. There's obviously a threat from Spurs, and I and I think both teams are are fairly even and fairly evenly matched up. And um, yeah, I'm going to go two one still. But yeah. A bit cautiously, cautiously saying that. Okay, and Jason, in, you know, you, you've said how you'd like Tottenham to play, and 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 yeah. you know how you liked it in terms of just how you think, taking into account how you think you'll set up and or how you think Conte will, um, you know, will 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 want to approach the game. What do you think is going to happen? Yeah, it's a good. One. I'm caught in two minds for this one because I think the omens are saying you know Spurs away from home so far this season against. Chelsea against West Ham were the draws that we've got. Fair enough, mm. still undefeated, but those are the draws. And this being the, the third sort of London derby, it sort of s- seems that way. But um, yeah, I would like to say a win. I would like to say a 2 0 Spurs win just because I'm on this podcast and I, I can't. <laughs> you know? So yeah, I'm going to say that when I'll be invited again next, not anytime soon, that's for sure. So yeah, I'll go 2 0 Spurs. Okay, so you're basically saying your rationale tells you it will be a draw, yeah. but you're just going to say 2 0 anyway. That's yeah, what you're going to say. I'm letting the drinks come in, mate. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, you know, I have all the Spurs fans in the, in the world that we could have picked, right? <laughs> we, get, we get you and you're like insight at the end. You're like, you're fucking icing on the cake is like, yeah, like all the fucking evidence says it's going to be uh, a draw, but I'm going to go 2 0 because uh, like, I'm on the podcast and I can. That's no, I'm going to fight for a reason, right? <laughs> Yeah. Beginning to wonder what that reason was. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. listen. Um, all right. Like, Mice, do you have any any closing comments or questions for our lovely friend? Uh, thanks for joining. Yeah, Albeit a little bit so. late. 
Um, no, it was, it was good to no, definitely good to have a different perspective um, on the game. It, 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 it very interesting, actually. I found it really interesting. So no, thanks for joining. And um, no, I wouldn't say you'd never be invited back on, mate. Serious <laughs> <was> pressure, man. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see how the result goes on Saturday. Who knows? Yeah. We'll see. Brilliant. Jason, listen, mate. Thank you very much for joining oh, in the end. Right, right. You didn't. Um, you didn't give your prediction, Rog. I didn't. Yeah. Give my, oh, yeah, I haven't done my prediction. Yeah. I actually. Um. I. I was a bit all over the place in thinking how it was going to go. Um. But actually, when Kish put his his two two up in the screen, I, I sort of looked at. It and I thought, Do you know what? I. I think that's highly possible. Um. I think it's going to be a tight game. Uh, I don't know. Like, I. I genuinely don't know if, if it's going to be a game where it's. It's Arsenal chasing the goal at the end. Um, In a way, I can see that. I can see maybe like Tottenham actually ending up going 2-1 up and Arsenal chasing and Arsenal getting getting an equaliser. I can see that. Um, Yeah, that's probably the scenario I I, I see a little bit more of, uh, unfortunately. Um, I I, I do think that game will pan out how, at the beginning, you know, how how I thought it would be in the sense that I think Arsenal will try and dominate the ball and I think Spurs will try and counter. I think Conte will do what he thinks Tottenham have been yeah. doing well this season. Um, and I think that probably won't be like fun to watch necessarily if you're a Spurs fan. But at the same time, there's every chance. I think Maizino made the point before, like, you know, when you've got players like Son and Kane, you know, it's just one chance mm. sometimes. You know what I mean? One counter and and then it's 1-0. And then when it's 1-0, it's a completely different ball game. It's just it's so hard to play against teams who are countering counter attacking when you're your goal down. So yeah, um, I'm going to be a bit cautious and I'm going to go with two two. That's my prediction. So we've got a full suite, right? We've got Mize with the win, well, Arsenal win, me with the draw, Jason with the uh, Spurs win. So hey, look, I mean, look, may the best team win. We are Mize and I obviously hope it's going to be Arsenal. We're very lucky to be there at the game. Um, and uh, it's 12 o'clock kickoff, so uh, yeah. we're going to have to get the beers in a bit early. But I'm sure we'll get uh, at least enough to get us feeling a bit merry, shall we say, and <laughs> and letting the songs come out. Um, Jason, you're you're not going to be in the away end this, this game, are you? No, next game for me is Frankfurt Champions League. Oh, sorry. It's making you aware. You've got to love Spurs fans, haven't you? You've got absolutely nothing, absolutely nothing to be cocky about apart from a few seasons of Champions League football. But yeah, yeah they yeah. still find a way. <laughs> yeah, you've got, to, you've got to take the wins where they come, man. I mean, at the end of the day, if you're not winning trophies, then it's just... Yeah. If you finish above Arsenal, it's a trophy, isn't it? Well, well for some people, I mean... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that, mate. But yeah... Oh. <laughs> all right brilliant all right thanks guys let's call it a night it's been a, one of our longest episodes um so i think that that shows how much fun we we're having um chad's that chad is just still hanging in there he like he's really just so, just so you know jason chan is another season ticket holder at arsenal who sits quite near us um so you know he's got no no love lost there for Tottenham. Yeah, so, um you can respect that all right guys thank you for everyone for joining us can you please 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 if you did enjoy this episode as usual like share subscribe i forget to say that at the start but i was so incensed with with jason not turning up on time it just threw me off you know so um please pretty strong strong, though that's the main thing if well if anyone's still watching that is yeah (laughs) so uh yeah please subscribe and and share and and click what what buttons do they have to click my what's the stuff 
Is there, what, is there, there's what, a thumbs up, isn't there? There's a thumbs oh, up. Oh yes, somewhere. YouTube, thumbs up, YouTube subscribe, thumbs up, notifications, all that stuff. All that. I think amazing. I think everyone that's watching has probably already done that already, but worth saying anyway. Appreciate it. Thanks everyone for joining us. Like, really appreciate the participation. Um, and uh, yeah, man, All right, Jason, thank you again. Right. Thank you Sorry. again. You know, thank one you. of the few guests that we've ever had. Um, well, thank you. You thank know, you certainly very. one of the most memorable. Um, so, uh, <laughs> excellent. All right, everyone. Good night. Cheers, guys. Take it easy. Cheers. Thanks, bye. Cheers. Bye. bye.